me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Welcome to the first 2021 episode of the Arkham Case Files, where the inmates run the asylum. I'm Darren. And I'm Jason. I'm Ian. And today we've got a very, very special guest with us, and that's Chris. Hey, hey. Hey, Chris. Um, so, Chris is joining us today, and we're going to be talking about a few different subjects. We've got the uh, the Court of Owls deck uh, to talk about. I've uh, got a couple of the characters that have been released in, in Catwoman and uh, some minor character that I'd not really heard of that no one really wanted. Uh, some Tim Drake or something like that. The one and only Red Robin. Come on. Everyone loves him. Get out of here. I thought he was talking about the Riddler. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, this, this Riddler as well. And, uh, and a big man on a scooter. Yeah, Finn O'Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> And as well as some updates to uh, to what's going on with the the TTS league that uh, that Jason's going to do. So um, I think uh, Jason and uh, Chris, you're going to lead off and uh, talk a little bit about the uh, the Court of Owls deck because uh, you've had more of a chance to have a look through it than uh, than myself and uh, Ian. So uh, we'll uh, let you get on and uh, tell us about what's going on with that. Wow, going off Batman. We've uh, just got the Court of Owls release. Um, before this, we were doing a TTS tournament, and with that, you and I just cleaned up the mods. So for those who play it, if you remember correctly, I had like 10 different mods for each table, and just all the stuff. It's kind of a pain to get around, but it worked out. And, um, you know, we all put together our might, which really wasn't that much. It was surprisingly easy to do. And we made it one mod. And with that, I think moving forward, we're planning to uh, make 3D miniatures. Any more to say about that? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if we could get more people to help out with that, we got a couple guys that have kind of figured it out. And uh, I think it's Rolis? Rolice? I'm not sure how to pronounce uh, yeah, his name. So, I don't know either. Uh, the Thailand. Yeah, but he's working on it, and it looked really awesome. Um, things that we got to think about, though, is the lighting in the mod, because it really bounces off the 3D models a little bit different than the typical 2D standees. Yeah. So that might be something to look into if we start switching everything over to 3D, but if we can get enough people to go, well, I got this small crew, I'll do these handful of models, we could probably complete everything standard fairly quickly yeah we'll own all the standard stuff so we'll just do that as a then i'll just make this post the carry out for let's get people so there'll be a link in the description of how you would capture 3d models if you're interested in stuff um you know you obviously don't have to do all of it we really just need the photos taken me or i'm sure chris will help me out we'll be it on TTS, so 
So basically just a lot of photos. You need a good spot to take the photos. You're you know, taking about 50 photos for a model. As you go in a circle. And then you go in another circle from above. Yeah, it's pretty much you're just taking as many pictures as you can from every angle, throwing it into a software and letting the software compile it and build the 3D model. And then once it's done, it's just a matter of going from one software into another into another, and then you have a clean model for TTS. Yeah, and with that, obviously, um, you know, painted models would be nice. Uh, no one wants to play with gray plastic online. Um, but I will also be writing down who all the painters are, make sure that gets permission, and they get recognition if we're going to play with their models for eternity. Oh, definitely. Um, and have that stuff. When your game um, for the league, I believe you, you played against him and he had the 3D bat and laughs. Was that interacted all the same? I mean, it looked amazing. Yeah, he had... So his only issue is when he brought the model in, it was really small. The scaling was off. And when he blew it up, it looks great on screen, but our <coughs> the bars up on top for the willpower and endurance, okay, those weren't working because the scaling was off. So he just okay. has to figure out before bringing it into TTS, scale it up appropriate in the other software, and then everything's going to... Uh, Everything should work really well. And then the the health bars, the tracking, the radius, the aura radiuses that come out to measure distance off the model, that should work just but, fine. Yeah, I, well, I think I even was saying, I was doing some more research, is because um, you can get, I mean, there's the combine tool, obviously, but I think there's some other ways to mount the models to specific bases. Um, some that are clear bases, so they show the mat underneath you're playing on which seems cool but I don't know about that and there's some other basic ones so could theoretically always just mount it to a base have the HUD from there yeah that wouldn't be bad either because then the base yeah. you can change the colors to where you know whose models are what on the table so that could work out even better good and, and I'll just clean things up gotta figure that one out going forward though because if you'd want all the models on the same style of base just for aesthetic reasons Sounds weird talking about aesthetics on uh, TTS, which premise when it was made, it was just well, not made. I didn't make the game, but the mod. It was just made for uh, trying to simulate games, have some fun with friends that are way too far away. But can I say, we just all love the cool looks. <laughs> well, now it's turned into really the only play or the only yeah. way to play during this COVID time. So. That's true, unless you have uh, family members like Richard, or every now and then I'll have a friend over, but even then it feels like a demo game. So, so before we get to talk about the Owls deck, roughly talk about the league. I know you've competed, you've gotten your three games in, for me. Yeah, uh, I finished my three games, and I used Owls, which is kind of why I'm here to talk to you <laughs> about the deck. Yeah. So we don't have to go over in-depth, because we're going to do that in a second here. But um, what did you think about just like, the overall theme of Vowels? Did they feel competitive with the other crews? Are you happy with your releases? Overall, the deck is pretty good. Uh, I really like the theme of it, the whole moving the owl markers, 
making sure there's good placement, trying to bait your opponent into the distance of the owl marker, and then having to mark a target to be able to score off killing it is a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Killing is just so easy in this game that if you just got points straight for killing a model, I think their deck would be too boring and not fun to play against. But because you have to mark that target as prey, it kind of pushes the opponent to to know the gamble, know the risk of, well, this model's marked as prey. What do I need to do to try to either protect them or uh, it, it changes their mindset a little more than just, uh, he can kill any one of my models and score points because that wouldn't be any fun. Uh, and I think I was saying this earlier. Well, I should be, because Magic of Editor. There is a lot of predictions I made early on that a year of Batman I've kind of rethinked about. It, the strength of some of the decks, like Joker, for example. Um, I know everyone was really complaining about, oh, I don't score points for killing. I've never been one of those guys, but I only feel more adamant. So I'm, I like that. Don't score points on killing, but you're going to deny points from killing. Uh, as well as your certain cards. And it's just been a more interesting game. I, I was playing Riddler, so instead of killing people, I was doing complete opposite for my league. Um, just castling up, trying to get people to play my game. And it's worked out. Um, everyone's gotten Taizo in the league. So it's good going forward, because I can't truthfully tell you which deck's strongest. Seems like we just get straight ties unless you really aren't understanding your own deck or you don't understand the other person's deck and you're more likely to lose that game. Which, to me, that feels like it's good game design. That if everything's actually yeah. balanced out, that the only way you're really going to win is some lucky swing or truly outplaying your opponent. Yeah, and this is with the uh, modified old bat match where if you're within just so all the viewers are aware mo- usually the ties are not straight like oh my gosh we both scored 31 points crazy which is a little harder to do with the decks having different floors and just different I mean Joker all a bunch of two pointers Batman a bunch of three pointers gonna be hard to even even yeah it feels like so Batman's deck you can get into the 20s fairly easily but it takes a lot of work to get into those mid to high 30s, and especially the break 40. I haven't yeah. heard many Batman decks break in 40, but then like Riddler, last uh, TTS League, I played Riddler, and I think two out of my three games I broke 40 points, and then the game I didn't, I was still mid-30s. Yeah, I mean, all my games, I'm mid-30s. Uh, my highest was 38. That's getting close to 40. Of course, I think now some more people are... They know what to do with Riddler. Um, it's not as simple as just don't play his game. But you really have to have a play his game. Definitely. And a lot of people... Usually when you get the high points, they just don't have that reason. It's like, you shouldn't have done this. Yeah, um, if you, you know, try not to play the Riddler's game, then... It, it turns into, okay, you're going to give him anywhere from two to eight points a turn. Or you can try to, 
and then it could be as little as like three, but as high as 12. And that's kind of your gamble. Is likely still to get certain cards if you play alone. Um, like he'll probably reveal more suspects than you because that's that's a hard card to stop. Um, and he is likely, I think, to hit the uh, uh, what's the one? Either Riddle of Nowhere or they have three of these even numbers or three odd numbers. It's probably gonna happen. You just have to control your victory points as well. Yeah. But then, and then, so when you get into the Owls deck, they don't really have a game that you can play into or avoid. You just, you just have to play march. your game. Yeah, play your game and try to defend whoever the target is. If you can avoid their Owl markers, then they can't tag you. And if they can't tag you as prey, none of their cards do anything with that. Yeah, all the resources needs prey. Uh there's a few objectives that don't, but even then, that's very little. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to like start talking about the Owls deck in detail here. Um, overall, though, the TTS League's going great. I do encourage anyone to play, if you don't want us to want to commit to a league, which is a very chill, relaxed league. I know Bracket 3 has only gotten like, one game in, and like, it's been a few weeks now. Um, give it a hop in. Jump in the Arkham Rejects, you know the you know the spiel. Uh, it's been a great time, and in COVID times, it's the only time. <laughs> so, with the Owl's deck, open it up now. I'm unprofessional. So, Chris, do you have the Owl's deck by you? Yeah. Cool. You wanna take us build the first card? So the the first one, their their biggest card is Terrible Accident. You got three in the deck and it scores three points. It's a violence that gets played in the second phase and then you score it uh, whenever you would remove an enemy boss as a casualty. Which is really strong. It's definitely worth its three points. But we have heard from uh, one of our night model resources in the Discord chat that they're probably going to be reworking this due to the new Riddler, Archie, Oracle, and potentially some other guys coming out that they don't actually get removed as a casualty. So I'm kind of torn on it. I really like that card, but if I'm going into a Bat Family or a Batman where I know they're bringing Oracle, there's no point of even bringing it. And then that's nine points just completely out in my deck. Yeah, I I imagine the rework it's still gonna thematically be a bit about the same. They're just gonna put it so get points for killing Oracle and new Riddler and stuff. Yeah, if it's just um, something where it's like if you can remove the enemy boss from the table, the table by dealing damage. Or I even thought of it and this wouldn't work for Oracle, but uh if you move anytime the opponent has to move a boss marker or the crop marker, whatever it's called. You know, there there's some ways to word oh, it. Oh, there you go. Um, and then they could just change the fact and be like, yes, if your boss is off the table, you should always redo the crown marker. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I like this card though. It, it's the bread and butter. I think the big thing is it's played in phase two. So it's not a reaction, at least as of now. 
played in phase two. Yes. So you do announce that your opponent, hey, I need to kill your boss, which does not have to be the prey. It just has to be the boss. Correct, which you is a nice probably... little way about it. That's that's one of the few where you get to kill something and not have to have them marked. You know, you're probably going to mark it as a prey because uh, reading the resource effect. Yeah, the resource for that one point of uh, resource, the effect of each effort performed is doubled when targeting or targeted by a model marked as prey. To me, that's scary. huge. Yeah, I've gone yeah. through with Strix. And even if you go, well, I can effort twice. And I'm like, well, I'm going to effort three times. So that's six dice to it. So fine, you're taking away two. I still have four more to my attack. And that's pretty insane. Yeah, and for just a little one-pointer there. And, um, you know, you could also use this defensively. I feel like owls are kind of where the glass cannon shadow trickery to not get hit. But with Lincoln March, you could do this for your armor or just for blocking, obviously. Like, it's a great card. I one of that uh, as of right written right now there's some counters for it but I still might include just for that yeah it's definitely another one of those kind of gotcha moments where they think they have you on the, the hook and then right before you declare your effort you play that and then just double it and then like you said even on the, the defense side of things they can come in thinking they're, they're going to swoop in and knock you out and then all of a sudden March just blocks and negates the entire attack by efforting twice. Yeah. That's a great card to do it with. Um, you know, there's a lot of gotcha moments in the stack, which I think going forward, it just feels weird for the first time you play it, but going forward, you're like, oh, every crew has gotcha. This one just feels the most noticeable. Yeah, their deck has a lot of the whole gotcha gotcha moments, which is. We we need some timing rules from Night Models. Yeah. So hopefully with this new rework of the rule book or this revision of the rule book that they're working on that they kind of declare how timing happens so that when we would know how to specifically play their resources. Which you just brought up another secret of the Discord. Um Mini K, our Night Models guy, he did announce that they're going to be updating the rulebook. I don't know how big of an update this is going to be. But he asked us to write him a list of things that we feel need to be changed, and we did. It's a big list. <laughs> I had to stop a lot of people from throwing it at him. But hopefully, this game gets cleaned up in a way that people actually playing are dictating. <laughs> um, you know, with timing orders, there's a few compendium changes um, that uh, just highlighting just how a templates work. Um, you'd be surprised how many players don't realize that, and it's hidden and it's hard to notice. So fingers crossed. <laughs> but back to owls. Yep. Oh, so I'm looking at their cards. Yeah, the next so card is Owls Knight. It's another three pointer. It's their only other three pointer that comes in their standard deck. Two copies. It's a violence also played in the second phase, and then uh, it's discarded or scored at the end of the round. It says, every time you remove an enemy model as a casualty, 
place an attack marker on top of this card. You have more of these markers on top of this card than enemy suspects in play. That one feels almost impossible to score. I'm open-minded for the new releases, but I think this might get revision. It, um, yes. <laughs> Something I has like, to give. Yeah. I like the fact that it's attack counters and not a number counter, just because there is some ways enemy crews can reduce number counters. So I'm like, I'm glad they thought of that. Like, I want to give them credit. I don't know if they would have. But, but um, yeah, it just, it's really hard. I mean, you, you reasonably might only get, like, four kills a turn. Like, I killed four terrible kills. That's a lot. Four that kills is a lot. Because you're typically like... running, what, six models? It's a smaller crew. It's not unheard of to run five. And then you're saying that pretty much every Let's one of your three. actions has to kill off one of their models. Yeah, you're not going after any bosses, though, and you're only terrible henchmen, which... Not everyone runs. So if they're not, just you're not getting this card. No, and, like, and because you have to have more suspects or more kills than they do suspects, not equal to or more, makes it even harder. I think realistically taking out two small models a turn, potentially three, is reasonable in like a round three. Because round one, you're positioning, maybe doing a little bit of damage with some throwing knives. Round two... You're taking out a model or spreading damage through. And then round three, now you're actually killing things. And at that point, they've already got tons of suspects. And if you're spending all of your activations killing, you can't also get rid of their suspect markers at the same time. So I mean, you're really hoping, in my mind, I'm thinking, crappy two, defense two henchmen, you know? Like, playing against Joker or OC or Penguin, uh, some of those other crappier crews when they get decks. Yeah, but with Penguin, um, he's a mobster, so you're putting down 10 suspects in round one. Yeah. True point. It's hard to reveal. So I'm hoping the new models let you remove suspect markers. Not remove, just straight up remove them. Or not reveal. Remove. But um, I'm never taking this deck, as of now. Yeah, that this so far has been the first card to leave... It's only two copies. I can replace yeah. that with the uh, two generic cards pretty easily. Um, yeah, it does. It's kind of a shame because its resource is the remove a friendly suspect within four of an enemy model and within four of a friendly owl marker. The enemy model is marked as prey. And then you would increase the cost of this resource by one if it's already been used one or more times this round. So you're sure, losing sure. two of your prey markers or cards that allow you to mark models as prey and that can hurt and it's your only other three-pointer so it really limits their ceiling Mm -hmm. but yeah this is one of two bad cards i would say that let's talk about the other one right now just to get that bad taste (laughs) so Uh, gotham is ours it's uh you got two in the deck uh two points how it works is you choose two senior emblems, then the opponent chooses another one, and you have to have at least one friendly suspect four inches of all of these senior elements. Scores it in around, you play it in phase two, and it's a control. It's your only control in this deck. 
and you're just unless these new releases really come and you have ways to start teleporting markers I don't think you're ever going to score this or if you do you spend all your resources one card working now something I was thinking about could you could play would you be able to play this before scheming kicks in uh it's played in phase two does scheming yes, play scheming in phase one phase. or phase two it's at the start of the race the plan so that would be here so without timing orders i'm like you might be able to play scheming or this one first i i think it'd be interchangeable i don't know if there's actually a which one would go for yeah because i think i've been able to get this once in a round four I think it was when I was playing against you and you thought, well, I'll, I'll choose this barrel way on the other side of the map. And I had to use a fast acrobat with a grappling hook to get over there and do it. And then I still had to play a resource to move it even further. And it just felt like it was so much work and effort to get that. And then the resource for it, it cost one, move one marker and play up to four. If an enemy model marked as prey is within eight of it, you may instead move it eight inches. So that resource helps that same card score, which is nice, but then the odds of you getting Gotham as ours back in your hand, if it's currently out in play, is pretty rare. So it doesn't really work well together. And I just I don't see that one scoring. It's another one of those phase two cards. Like, I do like this card a lot, just for the resource, not even for this card. Uh, you're you know, saying I'm bringing two cards that I don't play in the square. But this card lets you uh, counterplay. You know, you can move, say I'm playing it's Brave and the Bold, I can move one of the markers that, away from the table corner, or I can move uh, down a model, and then I move their loot marker away or something. I think the card could be fixed. And because it's only worth two points, if the scenery element that the opponent chooses had to be within so many inches of one of the owl markers. Because then there's the gamble of, you get to pick which one, I have to put it there, and you either leave it there and help me score my two, or you gamble coming close within the owl marker to prevent yeah. this card from scoring. Yeah, I would like that change. Just like that's the problem I have with all the scenery element cards. They're either incredibly hard because the opponent just picks up really far scenery. It's just like, bro, I can't physically get there. Like you're gonna choose like that small box that I can't get to. Um, or you're no, I don't think I've ever seen someone pick a scenery one that you can get to just so you get closer. It's always they just pick a box so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole point. Um, well, I'm going to send you yeah, back away from me if you really want to score your stuff. Yeah, or it's the opposite problem from like the soldier's deck where it's just you're always going to get that uh, the one card. It's super easy to score for three points. Just have two models within eight inches of cards within eight inches. Yeah, and, and that's where I think if you added the, the caveat of the opponent has to choose an element, scenery element, within four of an owl marker or even within eight of an owl marker yeah i think that'd be a good change 
So, but on to the next one, we have an Owl's Tail. This is a, a nice card. I really like this one. So this is a threat. You play it in phase three, uh, and it's you have at least two friendly owl markers and one friendly suspect within four of the same enemy model. Scoring you two points and three copies in the deck, it comes out pretty handy. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the resource is the marking a model as prey, so you definitely yep, want that thing. one in your hand. Yeah. I think the only thing to really note about this card is... Um, with any of these diamond cards, once you're in play, they're in play until there's some sort of rule that says discard these cards. Um, which, to backtrack a little bit, we were told terrible action is not, it's to get discarded at the end of the round. So it's the first one that you put it in play, Chris, it's in play for the whole game. Yeah, until the triggers. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played it that way. But it's also because I, I do like to keep the resource in my hand. Uh, yeah. But then no, I mean, the fact that I can, if I had all three of them in my hand, if you don't move that model, I can score three activations back to back and it's an easy two points. Yeah, I would play it that way too because I think you just do lose out putting this card out and just waiting on it. I would like, I'd keep it until you know you're going to score it. <laughs> Yeah. But it's a great card. I've never not got to. Yep. Another one of our favorites, Talon's Claw. So it's uh, another two-pointer, three in the deck. It's a violence played in the third phase with the special condition and remove an enemy model marked as prey as a casualty. Oh, nice and simple. Straightforward. I really like it. Um I wouldn't mind if they Same. made it three points because then that it would be on par with the arresting card that Batman yeah. has. And it's essentially the same thing because to arrest the model, first you have to knock him out, spend another action essentially to do that. Well, in this case, you have to have them marked as prey and then take them out. So I yeah. feel like the... the main difference here is the... And this I'm just trying to get in their head of playtesting and whatnot. Batman could knock someone out, but Batman can't arrest him, so then you have to get another model too. Yeah, I guess so. Well, not always, because you do not have always. Batwoman. There's a Batman, yeah. the the Bale Man that has handcuffs. Yeah, that's just the two out of how many Batmans do we have? Yeah. Um, I mean, again, so I don't yeah, mind the two points. Yeah, I think I think this is a good card though. Um, I would almost like if there is some sort of bonus condition. If you score it, uh, as the owls work, every time you kill a model, you move an owl marker. So maybe make this like um, comb through everything, or when you score it, you get a small little bonus, like you move an extra owl marker or something. Well, the other thing, too, to keep in mind is currently we have the high court lady that brings that uh, enemies of the court that lets you dig back through your resource pile. Yeah. So that... It, tag teams in with Talon's Claw and then Lincoln March Joy for the Victory you're scoring that card and then you get to move up a couple inches if you're within him I think it's what within eight of him you get to move two inches just for yeah, scoring a card so I don't know if you necessarily need more stuff in the card to give you little bonuses because you are moving an owl marker potentially digging True. through your resource um, we have assassins in the crew 
So now you're digging through the resource pile again. So there's a lot of extra combinations that come beyond just getting that card scored. Well, it's a great card. Great card. I mean, card. I don't need anything on it. Like, I'm good yep. with it. It's going to be in my deck. And its resources, and uh, I think it's the third card that allows you to mark enemy models as. Yeah, it's the racer. third, and I think the last. Uh, yeah. So those are the three. Yeah. Well, you got William's character. That's a little bit. Yeah, when we get to the. Mm -hmm. And they're all. Owl's Tales is a set of three. This one's a set of three. So I'm told to give eight cards if you're taking God, uh, Owl's Night. So hopefully they rework that with the official release. Because keep in mind, that, yeah, this is kind of the beta testing. They've released it, but they haven't said that this is the official release for them yeah. just yet. And same for Riddler. You can't really say until you can actually buy the cards or you start getting them in the model. Yeah. Um, but the next card I got up is the Quartz Secret Bases, which is just a great card. I love it. So, got three in the deck, and it's Quartz 2. It is a threat. Played a base 3. And it's one of those diamond cards. So how this one works is uh, when you play this card, choose one friendly owl marker at the end of each enemy model's activation. If there are no enemy models within four inches of that marker, add a plus one numeric counter on top of this card. When the numeric counter reaches three, play this card. So you're just trying to keep an owl away from the enemy. And this is trying to bait them into owls. Yeah, it's... I don't want you to stop your card. I mean, the resource doesn't cost you anything and you get to place a friendly model immediately in contact with the sewer that is within four of an enemy model marked as prey while that's really good i've been finding myself just throwing down two or three of the uh, the court secure bases for points early in the game just to get the opponents to start moving over to my side of the table yeah there's like i think that's an easy card to play like i will use the sewer trick um because again, this is, it goes with gotcha moments. You don't have to do this in your activation. You could, as of now, the opponent could run up to you before he declares an attack or anything. You could be like, I'm going to move. You're yeah. not face contact anymore. Like, there's those moments like that, or uh, assuming you, you know, it still has to be by the prey, so it can't always happen. Um, or you, pray, you mark a model's prey and you're in a weird table or a weird mission. Like, well, this is my best way to just get on that side of the table. So it's a great card. Everything about it is great. Definitely. And with it being zero resource points, when you go against that three strategy point list for searchers, they'll be, you can still use it. Yep. I think um, Joker being able to manipulate those number counters could be kind of a pain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am curious how the Joker matchup goes. And same for Birds of Prey. They have a plot card that lets them do that. Um, slash Oracle. So Bat Family and Titans. Yep. I guess also Suicide Squad if they took uh, Ivy or Harley and Birds. But that's less likely to happen than Joker. Alright, you want to take the next one? Uh, yeah. So, let's see. Right, do. My order's not been the same as yours. All right, let's talk about the Owl's Labyrinth. Um, so it's two points, two in the deck. 
Uh, it's a control. Why do I feel like there's only one control in the deck? Huh. Oh well, um, phase three, score is the diamond. Uh, choose an enemy model marked as prey. If that model moves during its next activation, score this card. If it does not move, discard this card and the prey suffers enervating too. So it's a win-win either way. Uh, and as a resource, it's very similar to the last one, except for your it's one point. Move an enemy model marked as prey up to four inches. If that model is within four inches of a friendly owl marker, instead of moving it, place that model in contact with the sewer anywhere in the gaming area. See, I love comboing the owl's labyrinth resource with the uh, the court secure bases resource, to where you could just yeah. move the enemy model over to a sewer on the other side of the table and then move your big, whatever your you know biggest beater is at the time. Yeah. You move them over, and now you got two people going one-on-one. -on -one. Nobody's interfering. There's no bodyguards. There, there's no protecting. And yeah, no, it's, it's cute. That's how I ended up having to kill off uh, the, the Batman Who Laughs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, that game you basically tabled him. Like, I think he only left like a Robin. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, owls played smart. They will kill you, but... If they don't have these little gotcha moments, it's it's going to be hard to do. Um, yeah. So the resources on that is very powerful. The the scoring portion, being your only other control, and like we said, the, the Gotham is ours, you're probably leaving out. And then there's this one where the opponent can choose to just not let you score it. It makes one of their yeah. plots really hard to get. Of course, they're not choosing that. Like they're not moving that model, and they're suffering enervating too, which is good for you. <laughs> but yes, it's it does hurt the block cards if you are using those, which, as you know, we in the TTS do with a slight modification. And that block card that it stops is probably their best plot. Yeah, which is if you think about it, it's a nice balance to it. Doesn't just let you get the the easy VIP like everybody else does, because you want to get their 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 plots. Yeah. You want to get out as soon as possible. Yeah, and uh, I think we only have one more deck in the basic set. Yep. Uh, the Shadow Claw. Uh, again, two points, two in the deck. Say threat. You are going to place a suspect within four inches of an enemy model. That's at least one blood marker. So no, it doesn't have to be a prey. Um, it's nice and easy. Yeah, no, it's been... A lot of times what I try to end up doing is having one of those in my hand and the Talon's Claw in my hand. So if I don't kill them, then I could just get that suspect out because I've done at least the one blood to them. And then I still score the two points. And that's been a nice little... It, it's more of an insurance card. Um because you're not planning on just having a guy with one blood, because you want them either... You want them dead. You don't yeah. want them slightly wounded. So... I think this... Like, it's certain matchups, like Joker. They might do one blood damage to themselves. You could always just run up with a henchman with Inspire and be like, I scored the card, even though I didn't have Audacity, so I couldn't score anything else. But it does... That's matchup. You want them dead <laughs> if you're doing it. As a resource, though, it helps you go kill. So it works out. Um, 
friendly model that moves towards an enemy model marked as prey and ends closer than it started may move an additional 4 inches. If the model ends that move, movement in contact with the prey, move one friendly owl marker up to 4 inches. Yeah, it's got to cost the 1. I think yeah. I've only used that resource once. Going back through it, it I probably want to try to use it more often. Because mm -hmm. um, that is another one of those slightly gotcha where your opponent's looking going, okay, that model can move up to 13, this model can move up to 10, that one could go 12, and then all of a sudden you you hit them, bam, an additional 4. There's some other cards in the generic deck that do this that are in League Assassins, but this one's just, it's very simple, you don't have to remove a suspect mark to do it, like, uh, stick to the plan. And, yeah, it's cool. I <laughs> like the fact, too, where you can also move that owl marker 4 inches. That could be huge. Grime up, Mark Owls. The the only thing is it has to be moving closer to a prey model. Mm -hmm. So you it's, can't do it to start the chain. Exactly, and I think that's why I haven't really used it very much. But yeah, we'll see. I think I used it. I only played one game where I played as Owls. I played against you with Owls. I used it once. I had uh, William Cobb to mark a prey. And then I had a model very far out because you know, the scenario was like terrible for me. And they were, what, like 14 inches or so? So I was able to get... I don't know if I got in contact. I can't remember that part, but I just I got a lot closer. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But overall, that's the basic deck. Oh, my God, the three character cards left. Um, which I imagine they might make a new character card for, like, the Dementor. Who else they make? But so far, I like it. There's only two cards I wouldn't take. Everything else is a must. Actually, there's four character cards because we there's two models we haven't seen yet. Oh yeah. But I mean, we can All start right. with the uh, Lincoln Marches plots behind of plots. Course. It's a beautiful <laughs> three pointer. Yeah. Take it away. So it's a threat. You play it in phase two, and it's got quite a bit to it. So you place three event markers within eight inches of enemy models. Remove a friendly model with the reanimated owl trait from the game area. Choose in secret one marker to be the removed model. One marker to be nothing and one marker to be the secret objective. Enemy models can remove these markers by revealing them. At the start of an activation, you may remove any of these markers. If the chosen model marker is removed, place it in base contact with the marker before removing it. And then score the card if the secret objective event marker is in play at the end of the round. This one has been huge. Mm -hmm. The As it should be. Yeah, I, I've used it to protect one of my owls who were about to get killed. Uh, they had taken a bunch of damage in the round before, somehow still survived, and I knew uh, losing initiative that I was going to lose that model. So I ended up playing this and then hiding them somewhere on the table. And that saved them. They, they survived through the rest of the game. So you can use it as a defensive play. You could use it or as an actual mind aggressive. game. Or very aggressive to essentially move whoever you want right into your yeah. opponent's face. I love it. it. Just It does feel like March. I don't know. All the secrets. Uh, I think it's maybe on par with Joker's card where this is really just changing up the... Uh, the feel of the game. 
Yeah. In a different way, of course, but not a lot of cards. Just you play it and you're like, for effect, things are changing. <laughs> um, you know, the resource compared to this one, though, it's a lot simpler. Place card when performing an attack against a model marked spray. That model cannot perform efforts during this attack, which is a really big resource. It's just not as wordy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very clean when you're going in there, and especially if some of your guys, your henchmen, have already taken a few of the stun damage and they don't have room to do a bunch of efforting. Playing that at least kind of levels the playing field since you're dealing typically blood damage. Your opponent's going to effort all the time. And then Reddit, you're like, all right, I'm going to attack. You're not going to effort. It does cost the resource point, but preventing them from doing that. Yeah. That helps. A really good combo with that is uh, putting Venom on somebody. Because then yeah. you get the two free efforts. They can't effort. It starts to balance things out a little bit. And now you're you're very swingy on that attack. <laughs> it's just been really fun. So Venom, you just said that would probably be one of the cards you chop Owl's Night for, I assume? Yeah, I found, after my first game... I was like, you know what? Overdrive has a really strong place on this deck. Um, like, why wouldn't you? I was like, Overdrive and probably feel no pain. Or you take one of the three cards, which I saw you do. Yeah, one of the games I took stick to the plan. Just uh, when the numbers are about even. I was able to get out more suspect markers and... Uh, I forget who it was that I was playing into. Uh, Josh's Titans. Yeah, so the Titans, you know, they're not dropping a whole bunch. So I was able to have more than them for one or two rounds. Yeah, you had more for two rounds. He had more for two rounds. You but, had a card that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But then you could also take the I'm feeling weird, uh, the inflicting an effect. You're knocking people out. You're creating casualties. That's also an effect. So that's an easy two-pointer to kind of help kick in with this deck, too. Just yeah, to, I think to with cover that up. One, though, you are looking more for the resource. It's like, depending on the matchup, of course, but they have mind control or a bunch of enervating. Yeah. You don't want to deal with that. You don't have many models, so you can't just laugh at that. True. Um, yeah, so let's go over uh, the next character card that we actually have a character for. The mission. William Cobb's card, which William Cobb is kind of but I like his card a lot. <laughs> um, choose a model with the reanimated owl trait. The chosen model moves the boss, the enemy boss, marked as prey as a casualty. It's played a phase two. And it uh, scores the attack, says, so it's play forever. Or, well, actually, this one would get discarded if the chosen model dies. Yeah. Then you can score it. Uh, but for three points for a violence, it's a good card. But the resource is kind of unique. So it's a zero-cost resource. Uh, remove a friendly suspect within forced an enemy model, and within forced a friendly William Cobb model. That model is marked as prey. Return this card immediately to the top of the deck. So that last line that it boomerangs, like you're never gonna just get rid of this card with a uh, with discarding. We would like timing orders if you yeah, because that's immediately grab a new card and then you put this at the top or. Yeah, because it specifically had that word immediately. 
you yeah. would think that you play it, put it on top, and then you draw it right back to your hand. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. But I like it just because you don't need an owl mark. Yeah. If only Cobb was a little bit better. Or Cobb just runs up and places a marker into your prey, um, which makes it easy to mark prey's. And then I like doing that last round or last activation, then immediately you're trying to go kill that boss. Oh, yeah. And the fact that you could have Cobb's the mission, terrible accident, to where yeah, both of them are based off the enemy boss, and then you mm-hmm. potentially have Talon's Claw in your hand. And yeah. that turns into an eight-point kill. Yo, I've, I have done that combo before. It's a really good swing because you're also just removing the boss from play, which is a big deal. Yeah, another big swing. <laughs> All the swings. Uh, sadly, William Cobb is probably not the model that can take out an enemy boss on his own. No, but it doesn't say that it has to be him. It's just the reanimated no, owl. It so it yep. could be Strix, it can be March, mm-hmm. Butcher, yeah, if you so choose. around, not doing anything. He's like, ah, you're prey. Someone else go get you. I'm yeah. hoping they, they clean up his cart. They give him a katana instead of one of those knives. I mean, the model has a sword on his back. You could easily yeah. give him, even if it was combo with the knife or combo with the owl knife, and then give yeah. him the sword and you get to choose which one they use. I think that could solve yeah. his, his problem and make him worth his 65 points. Yeah, I think so as well. You the either... character card certainly helps, just more three-pointers. Yeah. So, I don't uh, know if you have them, um, but I got the Calvin Rose and the Quartz cards in front of me. Uh, I do have them in front of me, but you can take the next one. Sure. So, the Court, which is going to be one of our new leaders. Yep. The Quartz Edit. So another phase two card, and then this one just says, remove at least two enemy models marked as prey as casualties. That's kind of a tough one to be able to kill two after marking one or two in the same round. Especially if you're, hunting the, if you're going for hunting the boss, so that might take a, an action or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it feels fitting. I mean, it's a character card, right? It's, it's an extra card, and I think with the resource... The friendly model uh, marks prey, or a friendly model attacking enemy model marks prey gains two free efforts. Yeah, that's which great. Is essentially those. And you're probably going to be um, using that way more often. And then towards yeah. the end, like after you've taken out the the big boss, the actual leader, and now they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're choosing henchmen or sidekicks as their boss, it'd be a little bit easier to sit there and mark those weaker guys and kill them out in like a round four. Yeah. No, I, I don't think this hand, this card's really going to mess up your deck. It's not like you... It's like compared to Riddler, it's not a... Riddle's on the square. That resource only happens if they're attacking you, and you can only play the card in phase two. So you're like, I can't do this, anything with this card. True. This one, you, I don't think it's going to take anything from you. And who knows about the court? They could be another strategist, for all we know. Um, you know they could be exhaustive planner. They could have some rules just to help make sure this yeah but I like it I'm kind of hoping that they, they're similar to uh, the new Riddler or Oracle that mm-hmm. they they exist but they're not really on the board they're just moving yeah. around manipulating the landscape I think that could be really interesting with them 
because then they're actually controlling things behind the shadows, behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, it's a rule built for them. I mean, if Jim Carrey is it, I'm like, <laughs> I think you guys are. I don't see Jim Carrey as the computer maniac who's hacking into people. So. No, not at all. Yeah, so I think that would fit well for these guys, and I'm hoping they have something along the lines of sewer worker specifically that you could pop up a uh a, sus- a sewer marker mid-game i'm sure with them it could be written differently than secret sewer that only boss can use who knows um or yeah. exhaustive planner strategist you know like there's some cute rules you can give these guys yeah the the private sewer ties back into their old second edition strategies uh i yeah, think it would be the- really powerful with their their two other cards that have the resources which those two other cards do uh they get the same theme across that they get a benefit from the sewers that you don't yeah and second it was they had just two extra sewers now it's we can go through sewers and just not have the penalties you can keep moving after and whatnot yep so they don't really even need that i I mostly just like it for that one card that's hard to score because you can pick a private sewer and go use it score it and maybe that's why that card's in there and why, maybe. you know, playtesting didn't think that it was too impossible. Yeah, because if you had these guys, I'm like, well, you could score one of them. And then if you look at the plot cards, the other one you should be able to score at the plot card. Yeah. So Only maybe, time will maybe tell. that could be the glue for everything. Yeah, and but then you can't bring March. To... True. That... But... Maybe that's worth it. Well, maybe that's where Calvin Rose comes in. Yeah, so let's uh, have a look at his card. So we uh, got... He has a great three points. And it's great. Chris, tell us why it's great. <laughs> so another phase two. Choose a friendly model. The chosen model is not removed as casualty at the end of the game. So overall, it's... Uh, you know, similar to Die Hard, except for it's at the end of the game, which is kind I'd of a weird it, one. I would compare it to loot, because you, you hold loot until the end of the game, and you're just hoping that casual, that model's not dead. Yeah. Uh, of course, with loot, you can always swoop up with another model. But you could always play at phase four. Mm-hmm. Um, the resource is why I really like it. Yeah. Zero it's cost. It's very similar to birds. Play when an enemy model performs an attack within eight of a friendly Calvin Rose model. The friendly model within eight of the friendly Calvin Rose model gains three defense markers. That is huge. That is essentially, well, would that be better than three free efforts? Yes. Because um, you I mean, can still effort once better, or twice. But like, you can still effort as well. Yeah. And zero so cost. Most are all defense three or defense four. So you're at least rolling six dice. Yeah, no, that's a big one. I really like and that. Just, yeah. This is why I like the card. Uh, he's a free agent, though. Although, does Atlas have a rule that says free agents can purchase equipment? Or yes. Is that a butcher rule? Nope, that is just an owl rule that free agents get the purchase. All right. So, so, yeah, I mean, him being a free agent is not as big a deal. He just don't get inspired. But we don't we don't even know his card. So, for all we know, he's one of the boys for some reason. <laughs> I don't think he would be. From my I don't think so. Like trying to, it's like left the court and he's trying to like groom himself or something. He's like the good guy owl. 
Yeah, I think if I if he wasn't a free agent, but... he would probably have a rule that says he doesn't get to be inspired. Yeah. But I like him from that card alone. I look forward to seeing his character card, which I think we're going to get next month. Hopefully. Because uh, this month we didn't get owls, but we got the tease. You know, they showed the deck, and then they showed uh, what we all presume is the Dementor based off of his weapon. Yes. Very excited for that. Calvin Rose, of course. Since it looks like they're all going to have a release of themselves, probably some cheap henchmen. But overall, I love the deck. Uh, Chris, you've played, what, four games of it? Yeah, I've gotten four games in. Um, like I said, other than the, the Owl's Night card, I'm pretty happy with this, this whole deck. Um... Definitely need the new models to kind of work with the way third edition works. Get a little yeah. bit more of a balance to them. Because uh, there's some of the models where you're like, ah, just they don't bring anything that helps the game plan. Other than, well, I, I can do a blood. It kind of feels like League of Assassins where like you're playing Mar- uh, what's the wizard or... I think it's mostly just the wizard. I'm trying to think. Or maybe Miranda Tate. Um, you're just you don't have Talia, and Talia can help you score the cards, and the new Raj can also help, but in a different way. It just it just feels like one of those things where the henchmen aren't really bringing anything to the table, but you're defining your crew off of that boss. Yeah, and right now with Lincoln March is amazing. Even though he has the retractable claws, that blood stun, I find people are. Like, oh, well, it's owls. They deal blood. I'm going to effort everything. And I'm like, okay, effort, because I got combo and the blood stun, I'm going to knock you out. I may not kill you, but there's a good chance I'm knocking you out because you efforted me. I'm loving that blood stun or or even that single stun, which we'll talk about later with Tim. Um, It feels weird that you enjoy less damage, but just the opponent does not want to effort. Yeah. That means you're going to have more dice. Yes. And, you know, you can just choose. You can be like, well, I don't have to take damage if I don't really want to, I don't really need to knock you out. Or I can. It doesn't matter. Like, I know um, and my my league game, they might control my bodyguard with the baseball bat, and I'm like, ah, it's single stun. I don't know what to do. Roll it up. And obviously it's my control, so he's efforting three times, and it's like, great. My defense two guys did not stand a chance. Yeah, it's a really tight game, which is one of the, as I alluded to earlier, that's one of the predictions that Bloodstone's terrible. A year later, I feel differently about. I don't know if I'd want a whole crew of it, but supplement it here and there. I'm totally fine. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. You know, when you first yeah. read the rules, you're just like, oh, Bloodstone's, Bloodstone sucks. And then you start using it. And in the right setup, it's better than double blood sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. Yeah. No, definitely not always. But, um, you know, just not having the opponent want to effort. They might if they have more willpower than they have endurance. But usually I'm efforting to the point that if you would knock me out, you'd also probably kill me if I have more. Because I'm like, eh, if it's turn two or turn three. My crappy henchman might not wake up, so I don't really care. But yeah, I, I like owls. Um, 
I don't know if we're waiting for Ian and Darren for the new releases, um, but we only saw Riddler, Tim, and Captain. Yeah, and we're at an hour of recording right now, so. Yeah, that might be a good spot to end it at, because, like, they might want to talk about something. Okay. Can't be the, the Chris and Jason show. Yeah. Nope, that's all cool. Yeah. Went over the IELTS deck, which again, this is like literally an hour out of like an hour. Yeah, so the majority of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool, but man. Good stuff. Good and um, since you're the one recording it, I can send that to Darren. I think you should really send it in the messenger, like as a link, like a Dropbox or something. Yeah, I'll, sure I'll throw it on my OneDrive so it'll fit. Sounds good, yeah. That was the court uh, overview. And we've heard from the Discord chat from Sergio that the deck's going to change. Uh, we know this is specifically going to be KOing models from a terrible accident, uh, from killing off the boss. The idea for this change is going to be because Archie and Oracle and Riddler, and presumably they want more models in the game with that uh, information support rule. So that needs to go. You can't have matchups that are just, you can't score nine points of your card. And. We think um, Gotham is ours, and probably Owl's Night will change. Um, we don't know if anything else will. We haven't seen the rules for the court, so their card could change a little bit to match. But uh, overall, I'm really excited for the new changes. Should iron things out. Okay, so those, that's the uh, the Court of Aldeck and, and thoughts on the changes that we, we may be seeing and what we're hearing about uh, coming through. Because obviously all of these decks, when we're reviewing them, they are the beta decks that we're seeing on the new models download. Um, but we have seen the stat cards for, for some of the new models that are coming out. And um, I'll start off with uh, talking about Catwoman, Selina Kyle. Uh, this is the new version on the 40mm base, uh, 72 rep and no funding. Uh, She's a free agent, affiliate unknown, but with a rivalry to Joker. Six willpower, six endurance, attack four, defense five, strength five plus, move 12, and special of three. Um, she's got a whip, which is the normal stats of a whip, single blood, single stun damage with reach. And then she's got the rules that you'd expect her to have. So she's got acrobats, climbing claws, retractable claws, and sneaking. Now, she's got a backpack as well, so she can perform a reveal, manipulate action once per activation without spending an action. And then she's got the new rules that all revolve around her cat markers. So the first of these is Meow. Uh, when this model places a suspect, it may also be a cat marker, and you may have up to three in play at once. When this model starts its activation, it may be placed in contact with a friendly cat marker before removing that marker. During this model's activation, you may move a friendly cat marker to reveal an enemy suspect within 8 inches of that marker. If the model is removed as a casualty or suffers KO during an enemy model's activation, you may place it in contact with a friendly cat marker and ignore the attack or the effect, then remove the cat marker. Um, she's also got a new special action of Stealthy Cats. Uh, move each friendly cat marker in play up to 4 inches, and for each marker that ends this movement within four inches of this model this model may move it for two inches for free so a lot of things in there and a new a new marker that's being introduced for her um so where do you think she stands against the one this the second edition catwoman that we got in the birds of prey box and against the Anne hathaway dark knight catwoman oh she's def i think she's definitely better um she doesn't have pickpocket or steel though it's so, like that's the difference and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, 
Siren's cow and her big thing was uh, Siren buffs and do what's it? Not exhausting. Planning the move. Whatever. Primary target. I feel like that's going to change, so you're not really going to miss out on it in the future. But the, the cats are just fine. You can just ignore damage and reveal a shit ton of markers. Like, what's not to like? And they're still suspect markers, so you can move them up and get them into, you know, edge of the table for a certain card. Or you they blow them up in League of Assassins or their riddles and riddler. You know, it's it's just really interesting. No, I feel yeah, I think... she she's amazing. I don't know why you would take any of the other ones over her with the, the new suspect rules. Like you're saying, in Batman, the fact that she could just move suspects to the edge, now you're scoring half of their cards. You can, in the Riddler, you can move them around to get into the riddles to make sure that those are triggering off. All sorts of just crazy combos in every crew that she can go into. And the thing for me as well yeah. is obviously you, you get the, the uh, objective card with her as well, um, which very heavily plays into those cat markers, so neither of the other versions of Catwoman can actually make use of them. So it's a, a singular objective with three points um, and scored in phase three, or played in phase three, uh, reveal an enemy suspect within five inches of at least two friendly cat markers, then remove those markers. And for one resource point, when a friendly cat woman model removes an enemy model as a casualty, place a friendly cat marker in contact with that model if possible. Um, I think you, you set up with the resource, but to me, it's the it's the fact you can score relatively easy three points off that card. Yeah, I mean, relatively easy. You need to get two cat models on the table, so it depends on which crew or team you're in. I think she does the best, most out of her points with a Batman crew or a team. Just because Inspire and you have other models that can Which we'll talk about in a second. She just needs somebody with order, honestly. Yeah. Or Birds of Prey, I can see her in. But, uh, yeah. I think Inspire does her way better than Order, though. Well, true. And then yeah, but she's the, a very, very good model. Yeah, the cat snitches. All the cat snitches. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> So here's my question. Like I'm, I'm trying that middle part with Meow. When this model starts its activation, it may be placed in contact with a friendly cat marker before removing that marker. Do you have to remove that marker to place her in contact with it? That would or... be the intention I, I understand it as. It doesn't specifically say that, but why specify before removing that marker? Yeah, that was yeah. the thing I'm, I'm confused on. Because like all the other ones say remove the marker after you do something, and then... That one is the only one that I'm like, eh? Yeah, I think the comma's just in the wrong place. Uh, I think if, it, if you took the comma out, it would then read as just one sentence flowing through that says, you place her in base to base, then take the marker off. Yeah. I yeah. assume you're revealing the cat. Would make just, sense. Just get rid of before, then remove the marker. Yeah, either of those changes makes it work. Yeah. Okay, that was my question. <laughs> I like her. I like the model, too. Like, this is oh, yeah, the Catwoman I've been wanting forever. And even though, I mean, she has a giant medallion 
necklace looking thing in one hand, a bag of money in the other. Yeah, like this is this is Catwoman. Yeah, definitely. So as well as Catwoman, we've we've also got a a, a relatively sizable release in uh, Riddler and some new henchmen. So uh, I think Ian and Chris, you're going to talk about these. I can start with the Riddler then. Um, so starting off with the big man himself, uh, Chairman um, Chairman Club, obviously with his big sixty millimeter base, uh, eighty points, eight willpower, eight five endurance, three attack, three defense, five plus strength, eight movement, and three special. He has a um, he's basically a lot like what's her name Oracle. So he has an informatic assault with one stun and going steel. And basically this is Riddler influencing the board from somewhere else because he has a lot of the same rules that she has with hacking, intel support, and then bringing all the other Riddler abilities with himself. So Puzzle Master, Quiz Master, and Wizard of Quiz. I think the only new thing on here is Conundrum Champion, if I'm reading correctly. Yep, that's the only one. Okay. So that one is target a model within eight inches in line of sight, perform an opposed willpower roll against the target. If successful, that target suffers invigorating too. Um, it's not bad. I mean, you, you're going to put a uh, audacity on him anyways, give him something to do with it, with that special. I mean, um, he also has attacking. Yeah, that's true. But you're not always going to be able to move markers, or your markers aren't going to always be where they want to, where you want them. And this sets up people, or helps you not get hit in the face by a Batman. So I, and honestly, stops Bane too. Yeah, I mean, the Riddler himself can't be attacked, but his henchmen can. Yeah. Keep him alive a little longer. I think the big thing. That he's missing is a uh, mind trick. Doesn't have that role, and it's a big role. Which one was mind trick? It's when you reveal a when any model with within eight inches reveals a suspect marker, you may move a marker four inches. Ah. Uh, like well, he gains. I've been doing that a lot. Hacking is kind of his. You know, you got this instead of that, and you have information support, so you're encouraging the opponent to reveal more. But with hacking being able to move the riddles, I think that makes, yeah. you know, it's a big thing to where he can really set up the middle of the board and control a lot of the space with the riddles. Yeah. So it's a fair trade off. And it is any marker. So <laughs> those, I, I that, that just, yeah, that's really. So I got a question, uh, though. So he's got... So on a challenge for you, it specifies that the numeric counters cannot be reduced below zero. But to me, that says that it can still go to zero, which means none of his cards would be able to score off of it if somebody can get it down to zero. I really don't think that's the intent, but there's another way to um, have real, real suspect markers without the counters if you're playing against a joker. If uh, so long it's been a gas. So there's definitely cute little ways you can get around it. So maybe. That works. Maybe. 
but then you got to ask the questions like, can any number count actually be zero? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't say it can it can go higher than six. You just yeah. specify the number, mm-hmm. and it can't go below zero, but it can still hit zero, and it can go over six. Yeah. So those are some weird. Uh-huh. Um. Hopefully, do number counters ever get talked about in the rulebook? Because we do know in the rejects that they're rewriting the rulebook. It's kind of going to be like a third point five. It's obviously some third edition, but lots, lots of going to get changed with player feedback. So maybe that will be something that get typed in there. Nice with with bringing up at least. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the last thing about this riddler is his weapon. Unless you guys already mentioned it, but uh, it has steel because it's an uh, information attack. Do you guys ever think you're going to attack instead of? Placing down how many seismic markers he does? No, no, that's a no from you, no from Chris. All right, guess you're and not less. attacking people. Yeah, no, and unless you're thing. already full on riddles or yeah. suspects, then maybe. But well, he can't okay. place. He cannot manipulate riddles himself. Um, so it's really just either place. Suspect markers, which I know we're talking about it. It's up for debate if he places two suspect markers or three suspect markers. Or if you're going to go hack someone. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those one in every 50 games where, you know, you've got nothing else to do and you've put an audacity on him and you might consider it all. It's a very situational thing, but it's not something I'd be looking to do. It's like Ivy's mortal kiss. It, it would happen if it happens, but I'm not looking for it. You know, going oh, back yeah. and rereading Puzzle Master, we've always kind of taken it as when he does a manipulate action, instead he places the two. This just feels like Puzzle Master is a manipulate action. So he could still place one in contact with them if he wanted to, or he could do Puzzle Master as his manipulate, which would be placing the two within six. I'll have to reread it, but I always read it that you make a manipulate and then you you're placing the two down, like it's not there, it's just an action. But that one's always been up for debate, has it not? Yeah, because yeah, they're like, well, what like happens if he... change the wording at all. Yeah, if he manipulates the sewer, does he still get to? I, I think it's because manipulating a sewer, manipulating a reveal or a place, all of those fall as a type of manipulate. Puzzle Master is just a new type of manipulate that he has access to. Maybe. And that would make way more sense and then just shut everybody up about questioning it. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to ask about that. Although I've always I've played him as both. I've never noticed a big difference in my score because of so. But I do like it with the uh the mind trick riddler where you can actually heal yourself with the battle crate still place suspect markers. Or remove one of but, your own to then place two more. Yeah. Yeah. Which plays into his cards. So that, that that could be a big thing. Yeah. Like, I always found it felt cleaner doing it that way. Um, but I never noticed my score was necessarily better. I actually did have one game uh, in the league against William where playing it my way, if you make manipulate, then you can place a six. It actually lost me on one. Because I maxed out my suspect markers before I could place the two ones. And I don't know if that was how it lost me on points. I think there's another way. But I had to make sure I was down by two to at least place one more. 
because uh, I was trying to place in his deployment zone to square, stake your claim. So I ran Riddler up. <laughs> this is kind of placement by my feet. I can shoot one over there. Hmm. I mean, overall, I'm excited for this one. I don't know if he will always replace modern age Riddler, but right now, which is a it's a good thing that I don't think he always will. Yeah. But the fact He's that with him, I don't need bodyguards, I may end up running him more often. Yeah, less flexibility. You don't have to spend that 60-point tax to get Thug 6 and uh, the old Irish. And uh, speaking of the old Irish, we've got his new henchman to, uh, to talk about as well. He's not a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll start with him. Uh, quiz 8. Finn O'Farrell. For such a big dude, he's only sitting on a 40 millimeter. 47 rep, zero funding. Uh, of course, henchman only for Riddler. No rivals or anything. Um, being on his little scooter, always on the move, which works fairly well. Um, yeah. He's desensitized, which really good for a big guy. He could drop a riddle. Electric Storm, which we'll see a couple times pop up with these little henchmen. So he's large, he's lucky, he's got the mechanical mount, and then carries reinforced gloves for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I believe the reinforced gloves is... Because it's instead of the old one had the staff, and the new one has reinforced gloves. Yeah. Other than that, I think all of his rules are the same. So it's the moped, and he comes to drop a riddle. Yeah, so with the willpower of 6 and endurance of 8, attack 4, defense 3, strength 4, move 8, and special 3. I kind of like the, the mechanical mount, given the 4 to his speed of 8. Yeah. So he's it's great. Just something that, it's nice and iconic looking as well. It's just something different for what that you're seeing on the table, and very Riddler as well. Yeah. I wish it was a tricycle. <laughs> I mean, it feels I like it's out of this more into Joker. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we'll have more mopeds and tricycles in the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the new fad. Yeah, he's, he's just an old school Batman goon. Mm-hmm. Big, massive guy on a little bike. Yeah, perfect. It's very Batman-ish. Is um, he the same points as the old one? Yes, same points. Okay. He does his bodyguard. So basically, you take the old one if you're taking uh, Modern Age, or you take this one if you're taking Information Riddler. Can you take both? Because they're both different quizzes, aren't no, they? No, they uh, both have real names, Finn O'Farrow. Okay. God, I would love if you could take both, just to be like, hey, we got the Finn O'Farrow brothers. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know a lot of speculation was coming up because his belt buckle's a different color. <laughs> it's like, is this... Bob O'Farrow, whatever the other, I don't know what the other one's name would be, but I would have loved it. Yeah, but it's not. It's just another Finn O'Farrow. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, is this the only henchman in third edition, unless not first edition, but of uh, that actually has two different options with real names? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So far. All right. This guy. Yeah. It's Finn O'Farrow. He's the first. I just think they just didn't want to make a uh, equipment card for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
It would have been interesting though to have the equipment card because then you could just like lose the bike and then what you still get bodyguard. Yeah. But I like him. But are the other two guys in this pack worth it? Um. So, so we go into quiz six. Charlie C. With his uh, mustache of doom. Twenty-eight points, zero funding, six willpower, four endurance. Standard line of three attack, three defense, five plus strength, eight movement, and three special. He's got a question mark heavy. I don't know what that is, but um, it does a blend of stun, electric, handy, and heavy. It's a staff. It's a question mark. I get that. I just don't know. <laughs> question heavy. Yeah. <laughs> that be question I, that's such heavy. a bad pun. <laughs> yeah. So he has a combo question heavy and then electric storm. So a whole bunch of um, electricity in this guy. Yeah. I, for 28 points, he's not bad. Six willpower is pretty good, but only four endurance. Yeah. I like him as a he's henchman. I don't know how do well too. he plays with Riddler, but I really like the combo with his heavy cane. I mean, he's. I think the old Finofair was attack four still, but it's the same weapon. I don't know if he had combo with it, but um, that that weapon's done me a lot of favor. I know I really like Blood Stun a year later. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Electric is the crit stun, right? Crit stun, and I think you reroll strength dice against uh, bots and cybernetic. I think it's still the rule. Yes. The two things that don't exist. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a bot or cybernetic model. Other than maybe Robot Man. Maybe. Oh, you know what? I, isn't um, cybernetic that's not one of the militia dudes that's still in the game? The, the brute. Which I okay. probably never see, but I want to say he still has it. Does he come up on the Lex Troopers as well? Um, I don't think so. They're just medium armor. Yeah. All right. And if we, ever, if we ever get another version of Cyborg, you know, with him being on the list for Teen Titans, then it would work against him. Mm -hmm. It's a very niche role. So the third henchman in that box is Quiz 7, Alex Orange, 30 mil base, 29 rep, 0 funding, willpower 5, durant 6, so a little tougher than the other guy. Uh, the standard line, 3 attack, 3 defense, 5 strength, 8 move, 3 special. He only comes with the bat that's dealing single stun, but it's handy and heavy. And combo. Combo with the bat is really nice. Uh, street guy. So that's okay. But what I really like is this new ability, the crew. So as a special, all friendly models with, the, with this model's affiliation within 8-inch and line of sight gains plus 2 movement. Perfect for Riddler. I really like Yeah, that's this. good. Do you guys get the reference with Alex Orange? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm debating on painting him up that way. <laughs> Just doing the white suit with maybe like a, a green question mark on the back. I think yeah. you should. They're actually, some of the Riddler thugs were painted that way in, um, in the Under the Red Hood arc. Exactly. They all have white, just like a uh, little bit of green. And, then and obviously uh, Riddler himself, the new version. Yeah, that white suit in the movie and with the green question marks. And then uh, green stuff on a cod piece for him. 
There you go. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think. I, yeah, I like this guy. He's, uh, I mean, only 29 points for something you're not going to block him because you're just going to take the damage he does and with handy and heavy. Yeah. Which is another reason why single stun is not bad in this position. Because you don't effort against it. So then the other guy's like, okay, cool, I'm going to roll a bunch of dice. But do you actually see yourself wanting your henchman to move more? I've always thought uh, yeah. Riddler kind of balls up I, in the corner. You ball up, but I could definitely have had games where I want that extra like two inches just to make sure I can place the max suspect markers. I mean, you are really trying to squeeze them all in. Okay, just the max. You're not rushing after the crew. You just kind of want to spread out in your little ball. You like suspect there, more just suspect there, suspect there. So, it's good first turn. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing the crew as a rule on show up in some other models that have slower henchmen. Get down and fix things up. But yeah, I'm happy with the early stuff. We don't know if their crew deck's gonna have any like changes. Um I kinda hope it does, just a little cleanup here and there, because it hasn't officially been sold yet. If anyone wants to purchase these guys. But you can print it off right now and uh, play a game. Yeah. I mean, solid month. That's it for the releases, right? Oh, guys, you're yeah. forgetting about the one thing. No, the no, there are no more releases. Don't forget about him. All right, everyone's going to mute themselves. They're, they're walking away, guys. But we're going to have to talk about Red Robin, the best model in this game. And I'm gonna tell I don't you know. I, I thought we were going to talk about the new Adam West Batman that was hinted at. Next yeah, I mean, that, that's big news. Not not this Red Robin character. I, I've never heard of him. It's Red Robin, guys. <laughs> but Mr. Tim Drake has so many special actions. Right, everyone. He is 60, 76 rep, 7 will fire. 7 Endurance, 4 Attack, 4 Defense, Strength 4, Movement 10, Special 3. He has a Bow Staff, it's a single stun, Handy Reach. And then he has his Chain Wheels, single stun, 1 Rate of Fire, 3 Ammo, Short Range, Throwing, Big One, Slow 6, and Electric. Uh, the Electric probably won't help you much, but Slow 6 is a big deal. You can really That's slow people down. That's a huge deal. Yeah, with when you're dealing with henchmen that are like tape, uh, and throwing, just make sure you can you know move and actually shoot this thing. Typically, you're gonna be able to get um, your two dice in. Um, but the best trait of all, he has searcher, he's stealth, martial artist, hacking, order, detective, backlaw, and three sixty strike. Um, so yeah, like really, this guy's just utility. You're just buying so much utility in your crew. Uh, the big thing, really, though, is Searcher. Minusing uh, res resource points. Just a huge deal. It might be overpowered. Especially when dealing with, like, Court of Owls or Two-Face. You're just canceling a whole card almost right then and there. Do you feel and, like uh, you would use the 360 strike? Um. Well, I played a game with them the, a few days ago. And I was actually trying to use 360 strike. Because I didn't need to hack anything. Order wasn't really a big deal. And so all that was left for me was 360 strike on the back claw. 
and I ended up just shooting the chain to put slow down on Spice, but I wanted to move in and hit Spice and Wallace at the same time. But I do think the problem is uh, with single stun weapons, you kind of want to effort just because they're not going to, and 360 strike just stops people from efforting. So you do kind of cap yourself on the damage. Now, is there a way to add attack counters to him currently? Um, yes. If you play with the Dark Knights Batman on, on horse, you give him two attack counters. And okay. um, I'll have to look at some other rules, but I'm trying to think. Um, there's a plot. It's not a not an attack counter, but the plot card. Uh, you can roll an extra attack die. For which one is that? Um, it's the one. I think it's the one that they roll. They have like fewer than fewer models than you have suspect markers or something. It's in the generic deck. Um, right. uh, what else? So that's not too which, bad. You know, not everyone uses plots. Um, but then obviously, I think Tim's more just teams. So you got a lot of cards to pick with him. I, yeah, I see Stadium him line. in Bat Family and Teen Titans, Titans to be able to use sure. that order hacking. Like he's much stronger there. I don't see him as useful in a regular Batman crew. I agree with you. I I could see him just like you take him for fun. I don't know if he's the best option because for four points more, you can get Red Hood. You know, I love Tim, but I think Red Hood's probably better. Yeah. You just get Searcher, and then you could probably just murder a model a turn. But Tim is neat. I like him. Um, and I could see him being really well if you're going to pair up with Searcher. I mean, he yeah, I agree. The I agree with him being in teams. It's, I, I just think there's, there's other options that you've got with the actual Batman yeah. crew that you're going to find more use in. Yeah. And this is without his objective card. We don't know if he's going to get one. Um, it was hinted on Facebook that I don't know. One of the playtesters said he might have a card, but I don't know if that's true or not. Knight has not officially released it, but that's not, you know, they're not always the best at that. Well, they started, they should have started shipping these last week, so give it a week or two, and we'll know for sure. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, but I would still take them, even if we didn't have one for the teams. And if there is a list where, if I really needed four more reps, I might drop like Red Hood to be Red Robin. Can you? So with it's only one rep, one rate of fire for the chain bullets. Can yeah. you shoot at two people with one strength die at one person and the other one at another person? Yes. yes. Okay, so I can do slow six on two people. Got it. All right, I like him. <laughs> yeah, that probably wasn't their intention, but yes. I mean, it is only a four plus on the other one, but I mean, if you're shooting somebody with a defense of five, anyways, you might as well do that one as the four plus. Yeah, I, I can't. You'd have to get a little lucky to get the slow six on both the targets, but you know, if you're adding slow six, you either double up on the one on someone to make sure, or you split the dice. Okay. Yeah. I like him. He's worth his rep, I think. Even with the 200 funding? Yeah. 
I mean, the teams have never really noticed the lack of contact. Well, yeah, in team. And in Batman, it's kind of the same. If I'm taking him... I mean, I, I, I play little thematics. I'd probably also be taking a Batman or Nightwing. So, I don't need to put 1,500 funding just into the leftover cops. Yeah, that's that's all the releases. Um, I think it's been a pretty good month for Batman. You know, this and the seeing the Owls deck. And I'm excited for what's coming up. Yeah, and um, as you know, guys, this is the first cast we're releasing of this year. So I think we just wanted to talk a little bit about the, the first year of third edition and um, share some of our highs and lows of the the, the new edition of the game. So uh, anyone want to go first on this one? Well, I'll take a swing at it then. Um, so the lows have probably been communication, but I think that's going to get better going forward. It's been a rough year for Knight and most game companies. Maybe I'm biased, but the highest definitely TPS. We've been running leagues, the community on the Discord's been great. Like we have almost daily discussions. Like that's just amazing. Um and I do think it's just gonna help shape the game for the future. I mean we are we sent the uh our like PDF change for hey, this is what you might want to redo in the rebook. And if that really is a third point five, like we are shaping the game. That's just great. Yeah, I'll agree with that one. I open up Discord and go to the the Arkham Regix server at least three times a day. And scroll up and down and see all the different conversations going on and and try to be a part of those. Oh yeah, you have so many different varieties. It's like tactics to lining up games. People are stopping painting. It's just great. I love it. Okay, so for me, I think my low point has it, it ties in a, a little bit with the communication, but for me, it's the um, some of the negative feeling that came back within the community. You know, when you open up a Facebook um, post, the first few posts are always, you know, where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? Am I getting cards for this? What's happening with my spare parts? And I've always been wary of it but i think it affects a small group of people who become very vocal about it because it's such a big impact on them and i really feel for some of them um on the stuff i mean i've been lucky in that i've not had the issues that they've had and when i have had a missing part um, i actually got an email from knight this week asking to check my address and name because they were sending parts out so i think the communication is getting a lot better um but i, I think it is a, a uh, so the negative feeling that's out there is sort of almost keeping people away from joining what is actually a really, really good game. And, and the highlight for me has been some of the decks that they've produced, um, particularly like the Two-Face one and the Riddler deck, where they really play into the strengths of the crew and their theme. And I think that's something that was maybe a little bit lacking in the second edition of the game when you just had objective camping. So I really like, I was, I was sceptical to start with and took it with a pinch of salt, but I think the actual addition of the game is, is a huge improvement on where we were um, 12 to 18 months ago. Without a doubt. Yeah. leaps and bounds better. Um, you know, I do think there is a lot of negative feedback, though. Like, especially, guys, some people are still saying we need decks. It's like, guys, we almost have every deck. 
like, I almost feel like they're just negative comments. It's like, we have the reality flash for you guys. Uh, and then you have, of course, I feel terrible for running Gloucester parts. Didn't get stuff. But it is generally the same people on Facebook. Like, I really do wonder how big it was. Um, I have lost some of my parts before, but I have always had good luck with my sending it back in a relatively decent fashion. Yeah, the one Agreed. time I was missing a model, I, I sent the email, didn't hear anything back from them, and then two weeks, a weird package showed up in the mail, and it was that missing model. So I yeah. wish they would have just acknowledged my email and said, oh, we're on it. We'll get a new one out. Yeah. I mean, I'm still Even happy at the end. But yeah, an yeah. auto, something. And that could have been huge just going forward. And like could last just say, year. Hey, we've got it. And I understand. Their, their um, QC I, I was say, terrible. Though, Chris, when you sent your email, did you send them a photo of the missing model or some sort of proof? Like, I do actually wonder, like, is there a difference of the people who are getting good feedback versus not? Um, I was just very clear in my email that, hey, this was the box that I got. I received these. I did not have this in the box. This was the model. Like, I tried to be very clean, and it wasn't like a negative email. It was an, no. an informing email, and then they, yeah. they just seemed to reply a little bit better. Because I think another thing, too, is I wonder most if people with people their emails. Like, yeah, like they just sent an email, and they're just like, I need a part. Like, respond to me. We'll talk about it. I don't, I don't know, obviously. I can't hack into people's computer and read their email. But yeah. with Knight, you really do just need to be like, received an order, was excited to build it, but I found out I'm missing X part, X part, X part. I even show a photo of just like, hey, here's Gordon's body missing. Like, it's all there, one email, address, bam. And yeah. then in a week or two, I've always had it show up in the mail. It's happened to me like I mean a few times. I have to, we have to acknowledge that you know that people are having those issues out there because like I mean I, like I say I've had really good luck. My brother um, was missing. We we bought a back to Gotham box between us, and he was missing a few parts from Joker and had some miscasts. Ugh. He'd had issues with Court of Owls box before that, um, where he had to get um, I can't remember which one, but we had to get. He ended up getting like three, the body of one of the models three times. He's actually ended up with like three and a half Gotham butchers because they just kept sending extra parts out at random. Wow. And that's included. He's got an original metal one, um, but he's also got like three and a half resin ones. I don't think he can build a full one, but there's that many parts to it. Wow. Um, and in the end, he just kind of went with what he got. So it does affect people. And like I say, it is a small number of people that it's affected massively, but and it's just that view that it gives to other people. It's like, I talk about the game and I go, well, you could play this, and they're talking about, well, I play Malifaux, I play Infinity, I play... Well, they used to play Guild Ball until it was killed. Um, what what can I, What happens if I come to Batman and I says, we'll have a look, you know, this, 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 and this, this is the good thing. So then they look at the Facebook group and they see, you know, the same comments coming up over and over again, and I can talk to them about it. But if they weren't talking to me, that would have put them off the game. Sure. I've had some people, yeah. I think... Even just on the Discord, they happened. It's like I read Facebook; it was really negative. Like, didn't know what to think. Um, and of course, you know, back to the emails. Some of these people do it perfectly. Knight just is not, you know, like they're not great at this stuff. Um, but yeah, I just you sometimes you need a positive outlet to be like, hey, what is this game like? Actually, telling me instead of telling me not to buy it. The other thing is. People need to realize that Knight is a model company, not a game company. 
um, they are they always started out as a model company. They built really cool models with quasi licensing and then finally got actual licensing from Warner Brothers. And from there, they built a game. And they have gone leaps and bounds way better than what they were. But even back then, they were still some of the best models on the market. Like, they're a model company. And, like, th this will go into my, my positive for this year is, like, the models have just been fantastic. Like, this new resin plastic stuff, I had an accident probably about a couple weeks ago with the Two-Face stuff. Basically, the entire thing fell from about five, six feet in the air. The only model that broke, was he broke off the base, and it was where his foot connected to the base. And that was it. Everybody else was perfectly fine. No other snaps, breaks, anything else. Like, it, I love these models. Like, these, and they're, they're, if, they're models that I would, I debate every time if I'm going to send them off to a professional painter to paint. Uh, because they're just that nice. Um, but that, that's the thing that I think people, like, I see these people complain all the time. Like, oh, he's carrying around a chair around Gotham. Uh, where's my freeze? Where's all this stuff? And it's like, guys, like, can't you just be happy? Like, we have a giant Riddler that is Jim Carrey. We have Catwoman on a 40-millimeter base that looks fantastic. We have Two-Face on a 60-millimeter base with a giant statue shot up and as he's robbing a bank or some other thing. It, these are models are fantastic. I love them. That is my high of this year, is just these models went started off as a little bit slow and then just got better and better throughout the year. Um, I mean, I'll end it with a negative note, just the same way as everybody else. His, his uh, communication from them at night it's a little bit slow. I think I'm still waiting on a piece. Uh, it's the only thing stopping me from joint playing uh, the DC game because I'm got the Crime Syndicate box finally, and I'm missing Alman's leg. But I mean, that's other than that. I mean, I've had I, I don't have any complaints about night. This last 2020 is a little slow, but that was slow for everybody. Everybody has new additions for some reason, and I think. Um, COVID and everything else kind of hurt what everybody had planned. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, once you get used to working with the new material, because it's not the easiest to work with when you're using like traditional techniques when you've come from building like plastic kits or metal kits, in some ways, I actually do prefer it um, in, in just the way I'm preparing it and using the sharp blade, using the very fine grit sandpaper. Yeah. I, I enjoy working with it now. It is the resin I always wished I could have because, like, it's it has the detail of like those really nice resin models from other companies, but isn't the brittle resin where I'm going to touch it with a toothpick and it shatters? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's pretty much what my high was when we first saw the Poison Ivy and Frank set. I, I was blown away. Between the new resin, there's no way we would have had that Ivy model, model in any other material. It just, no. it would not have worked. So when I saw those, I was like, this is the future of this game. It's going to look gorgeous. All the models are going to look amazing on the table. And it really has been. 
it, my only, well, I wouldn't say my only, but my biggest negative is the unavailable starter box. So many people are like, how do I get into this game? And it's wait or get lucky or go to eBay, go to anywhere else other than the source to try to find a way to start and get all the tokens and the generic cards. And a bit of that's just, it comes down to communication. Like, they don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know if that's as big a deal if Knight said, hey guys, really sorry about this, but we're going to split the box. Because that's a rumor uh, that they might split the box to be like the Batman side, the Joker side, just so they can keep it in, you know, in stocks uh, better. Uh, I don't know if there's truth to that, but there's a lot of cards there, so I imagine that doesn't help. So you get basically, what, four decks worth of cards? Two generics and Batman Joker? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of components that go into that box. It just sucks, though, because it's a really good starter box. You get everything you need to this game, and you need a lot. Uh, I don't know if you actually need all those tokens, though, but you get a lot of tokens. You get some uh, terrain, which is definitely a little flashy and good for, uh, you know, showing off the game. Um, and the, the models you get in there are needed, especially with Joker having the generic thugs. Like, I couldn't tell anyone not to get that box. I think yeah, just it's, it's if, a great box. If they started selling those decks separately, I know they're online for free, but people always, you always kind of talk to those people that are like wary to print stuff offline. Yeah. Um, I I think if they were able to get the generic deck in stock at least enough that they can people can print it off and play, or buy it and play, I think that would be enough because. I mean, honestly, now, I mean, not everybody wants to play Joker, not everybody wants to play Batman, but I, I guarantee you most people want to play at least one of those other factions that are out. I yeah. don't think Knight's tone death, though. I, I do feel that this is going to be less of a problem like in a you know few months, maybe, hopefully not a year, but we're going to definitely be sitting in a different tone. We're going to be like, oh, it's great, you can just buy your deck, and everyone's having a blast. Well, if we look at it now, we're we're only what two or three decks away from having the full set because we know that Penguin's coming because we've seen the yep. previews for that. Hopefully, we'll see something is. for organized crime, and, that's and then and cults. then freeze and cults, and obviously, if it, that's even if freeze gets a new crew, which you know I hope he does for the people that have got him. Um, but he was always a niche crew for me. Um, Organized crime and penguin were much more important ones that I saw more regularly, and I say that as someone who has a freeze crew. Um, but we're we're in a fairly good spot, you know. They're a few months behind where because they, they said it would take twelve months to get all of the decks out. They're they're a few months behind that, taking into account COVID happened. Mm. But going forward, you know, if they start to get the communication better, which we are starting to see, if they start to get their replacement parts and their quality control better which we're starting to see although we've had false dawns before you know we could be talking in 12 months time about what's a really really good game yeah then all yeah. the decks are different and good and you know just kind of swing the conversation into the tts league um i've been recording all the games separately everyone's having really close games yes a lot of us play with each other a lot so we kind of know what's up but everyone played a different deck except for two people played Joker Cruise and they were drastically different Joker Cruise and one was a brand new player. Um, 
but you don't see any major spikes in, oh, this screw's overpowered. And that's kind of crazy to think that how unique these cards are. Um, I think every deck might have a card that you're kind of like, oh, this could be written a little better, this could be cleaned up on. Uh, I think Owls might be the worst, but we already know they're getting fixed. And just to see everyone having similar points, a lot of ties. I think we only have like three games that did not result in a tie, and that's within that match, so within four points. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's just really impressive to four you play. A lot of people are scoring that high 20 to... There's even some 40s. I think that's the one thing they need to release soon is a bat match. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as I like the old one, I feel like the old one kind of relied on how people scored. Yeah. So I think a more updated one. I don't. I still think there should be a range for ties, but maybe five plus or minus is a little much. Yeah. For how these score. Two or three might be better, or even less. Um, yeah. Just because we're yeah. getting really close games, and part of me is kind of like, you know, that felt like a close game, but it also did kind of feel like there was a winner here. Um. Yeah, three so yeah, points probably will fine. probably be a good breaking point. Yeah, I think we still might want it though, just because you do have some crews that have a lot of three points, some that only have a lot of two points. So I don't know. Like I don't. I would find it hard to believe that a lot of people get even 22 points and even 22 points. It's like yeah. 21 to 23 or something. Yeah, I think like two to three points would be about right. But anything more anything more than that seems a little... I don't know. That, that's a topic for another day. But So I think that sort of brings us to a, a nice roundup of where we think the game's been over the last 12 months genuinely positive about it but with reservations which do seem to be being addressed um is there anything that any of you guys want to add in before we wrap up yeah game's looking like it's gonna have a bright future that's all i really gotta say yep yeah join the discord get off facebook use facebook for the releases and then come to the discord to talk about it oh and play tabletop simulator like it's covid it's not a fair one-to-one, but we're considering making 3D models. Um, I've, I remember Stefan hopped on earlier 2020, and he, you know, he told me this is what I'd like to see, and I, I, I did those things. Uh, we put a lot of effort into it, and I just, it's the spot if you want to play this game and really talk about it and learn about it, especially if you want to go like teach your body how. Play, play, get a demo in. I'm always happy to show the game. Uh, it's, uh, Richard in the chat, he's showed a few games before on TV at TTS. You know, it plays really well once you understand I wouldn't say the basics, but like the advanced basics. You know, once you feel comfortable on TTS, this game works pretty well on it. And I've gotten games that are about the same length as I'd imagine second edition games were. Uh, they're Third IRL games might be a tad bit faster, just people are used to holding their cards and whatnot. But yeah, like it's it's a good tool for a year of a drought for people. Why not play? Yeah. If you have the tools too, you do need a computer that actually can play TTS. Which I now have. Hooray! Finally. So finally. finally be talking about Cruise. It's gonna happen. Yep. So you'll be able to give me a good kicking soon. 
Of course, we're looking forward to it, and that's just more TTS people. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Chris for coming on. Ah, my pleasure. And uh, hopefully, we'll have you back. Yeah, Me too. I mean, I'm talking about him, so I can see that happening. That's so far the thing with this: we have a guest on, they just stay on. There we go. I think Cookie's the only one who's properly left. Yeah, he escaped. Yeah, good for Cookie. Um, so, I, I'm not going to say it again because, uh, like I say, we opened the line of sight debate last time I said it. So I just uh, wish everyone goodbye. Thank you for listening. Um, a very, very belated Happy New Year. We hope you're all doing well um, despite everything that's going on. And uh, thank you to listening to the Arkham Case Files where the inmates run the asylum. Right. I think we've got.